What's up, y'all? In this episode of Lift and Educate, we talk about the endocrine system. Over the next hour, expect to learn about how hormones play a key role in the way your body functions, both during and after exercise. As we continue to publish podcasts without advertisements, the only thing we ask in return is for you to share the episodes you enjoyed with your friends and family. As always, this is Jacob Dramansky, co-hosting with Jabari Prince, here to educate you on everything fitness. What's going on, Jabari? How are we doing today? I'm all right, man. Uh, what's yeah. going on with you? Uh, just keeping at it, you know, doing online classes and, um, yeah, just trying to stay healthy. <laughs> yeah, stay That's healthy it. and stay safe out there right now, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, let's just dive right into, uh, into the first topic here. Um, explain what the three main anabolic hormones are and how they play a role in the body during and after exercise. All right, so the three main um, anabolic hormones. Um, so we got testosterone, um, insulin, growth factor, and also growth hormone, all right? Um, now, testosterone, uh, it can promote um, natural growth hormone responses, uh, which influences protein synthesis in the muscle, uh, which we all know that protein synthesis help muscles grow. Um, now, testosterone is part of like the whole poly peptide family um it's an androgen hormone and uh it, it interacts with the muscles by promoting growth um different ways to there's a lot of different ways you can like i guess utilize your natural testosterone um and there's there's usually a whole list of it like uh exercising uh large muscle groups or you're doing your deadlift your cleans your squats um, doing heavy resistance training, so doing what uh, roughly about like eighty-five percent to ninety-five percent of your one rep max, um, and using like moderate to high volume exercises or multiple sets of exercises. Uh, shorten your rest um, in between exercises, um, so like anywhere from like thirty seconds to like a minute to two minutes. Um, and also, uh, what a lot of people don't know is like usually just two years of of uh, heavy resistance training can help promote that too um now i don't want everyone to think that this usually happens in one training session um on that last part it's like it is going to take you a couple because it's going to take you years for uh for that to happen um to stimulate muscle growth now testosterone is typically what studies have found that is typically higher in the morning which i found very interesting um so I know a lot of men say, hey, like, what's the best, what's the best time for me to, to get a great workout in? Um, so I, I would say morning time, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because uh, throughout the day, testosterone tend to uh, decline. Um, so get your, get your butt up in the morning, try to get your workout in before, uh, before work or before school. And you're, if you keep doing that for a long time, you're most likely going to see great results. Um, and just moving on to the next one, which you talk about growth hormones. Uh, I mean, it, it, the the purpose of growth hormones is to stimulate um, uh, stimulate growth, cell production, and uh, cell regeneration. Um, now, unlike testosterone, where like you saw a lot of where you can see the most of most of the what's that? What I'm trying to say is like unlike testosterone, where you have a high volume of it in the morning, uh, growth uh, growth hormone usually takes um, usually happens more at nighttime. So when you sleep in and uh and you're not stressed um now the roles of growth hormones is just to uh decrease um glucose utilization 
decreases decreases uh, glycogen syn synthesis. Uh, it increases am amino acid transport from cell membranes, so just um, transporting amino acids. Um, obviously, like testosterone increases protein synthesis, but also um, increases utilization of fatty acids, uh, which is really, which is key there, and also breaks down fat. So um, now the availability it increases the availability of like carbs, glucose, and amino acids. And also, like it's, it stimulates, which I find very interesting, it stimulates uh, cartilage growth, you know, um, for, like tendons and everything like that. Mm -hmm. um, and it also enhances your your immune system too, um, which, which I read. So, which I think that's that's pretty cool there. Right. Now, right. Um, now in order for you to like get the response from your body um, to um, to produce more growth hormones. Um, you just have to have a high intensity threshold of work. So you're typically looking at like 10 rep max, um, doing with like three sets, uh, three sets of each exercise, and usually keeping up with a one minute rest period in between there. Uh, now, when I say each exercise, so going back to like some of the exercises we talked about with testosterone, like your power cleans, like doing three sets of that, 10 reps. Um, I mean, obviously you're not going to be using a heavier load when it comes to cleans. But like we're using it with deadlifts and squats, you're probably going to be using a little bit heavier load there. Um, something that you can manage. Um, so what you were saying for those who aren't at the stage of of going for uh, three rep maxes or, or heavy weight at ten reps, is there still a great chance for testosterone release during exercise? Oh yeah, no, for sure. Um, and it's not necessarily like you have to follow all of those steps in, in order to do that. Like even if you just like showing up your rest period, um, or you just lift, lift a little bit heavier, but, um, it's fun because testosterone definitely has a metabolic, um, or I should say growth hormones have um, a little bit of a metabolic, um, uh, what do you call it? Factor into it. Mm -hmm. Um, because it's gonna, it's gonna be released if you have that higher threshold of intensity, meaning that you're really pushing your body. Right. So if you were trying to do the numbers and say like, Hey, like this is what my three rep max is, or this is what my 10 rep max is. And you're struggling during it. Is, is it saying like, Hey, you're not going to release any testosterone. Um, not, no, like you're, you're going to, even if you lower the weight right. and just keep, keep right. Or keep your intensity, um, right above there, you know, and, and then just show um, the rest period a little bit as well. So that another way. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so, like, so usually it's like what I, all the studies I've been reading uh, has always been saying for growth hormones, it's like one minute to like two minutes. And for testosterone, it's like 30 seconds to a minute, which I have been like doing that kind of intensity uh, with, with that, with that rest period. I feel like you're diving more into a very metabolic conditioning right. exercise, you know what Definitely. I mean? Yep. So like doing like uh, every minute on the minute on the squat rack, mm. like you're yeah. pretty much exhausted after that. Right. Now, am, are you going to do every minute on the minute um, with 85% you one rep max? Most likely not. <laughs> yep. You know what I mean? Because yep. like if you're trying to get 10 of them and then give yourself 30 seconds of go back into it like it's definitely gonna be pushing it yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> so but you definitely want to um, be able to um find out where you can move and um we can move fluently without feeling like you're gonna throw up or anything like that right um was the last one i just missed there uh, uh insulin about, yeah insulin, insulin growth, uh, growth like factor um 
it's a it's it's a group of binding peptides, and what it usually what it is is, is producing the um, and delivering the muscles um, goes to the whole bloodstream. Uh, is actually stimulated from growth hormones, and what happens there is that um, uh, it binds to the receptor on the outer membrane of the muscle uh, fiber and sends a signal to increase uh, protein uh, production. Um, so initially, it starts the whole protein synthesis. Um, that promotes um, uh, muscle growth. Now, like with these hormone responses, it's just all due to exercise stimulus. Um, and, that, and that's coming from a proper program design, uh, you know? So like over time, like homo, these homo, hormonal responses assist in muscle growth uh, with a proper program design. Um, it minimizes your catabolic responses and and promotes that antibiotic hormone, hormone signaling, you know? Um, so in theory, with that being said, with all three, with those three different um, antibiotic hormones, like the best, for they get the best responses, you wanna have, um, what was it, high exercise volume? Mm -hmm. So you're probably looking at three to five sets, six, anywhere from like six to 12 repetitions, um, and like more so in the heavy load, now, I know a lot of research I've been reading has been saying like 80% or 85%. I mean, I'm willing to say like, hey, like if you go 75% and higher, you're still going to get that intensity and get that um, antibiotic um, hormone release. Right. And uh, just showing up your rest intervals there, so rest break. So not taking, I mean, 30 seconds is tough um, if you're trying to get like 75 reps, I mean, 75% of your one rep max. Mm -hmm. um, but if you can do it, all, all kudos to you. Um, you're you're going to um, you're you're a beast pretty much at that yeah. point. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. Um, Sign up for the Olympics. Yeah, so, <laughs> no, nah, seriously. So anyone, so anywhere from like thirty seconds to two minutes, and like I said before, like doing those um, exercises in those larger muscle groups, um, so squats, deadlifts, like cleans and stuff like that's gonna definitely help promote more of that antibiotic um, response from from your from your body. Like doing this following that guide is going to be a positive way for your body to grow, uh, muscles to grow um, uh, through there. Now, with that being said, I know I just like kind of spit out a lot there. Um, I was just trying to touch, I was really just trying to touch everything, uh, just put a little bit of information on everything out there because there's yep. so much information on testosterone, yep. growth hormones and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just, I just want to hear your, your take on that. Yeah, definitely on, not. Uh, it's, uh, it, it's, it's tough to like shorten up talking about the, the hormones in the body um, just because they go into, there's so many studies and there's so many um, ways that it affects the body. But uh, talking about breaking down the three main anabolic hormones and how they play a role in the body during and after exercise, uh, just as you were talking about, obviously the three main hormones are going to be testosterone, growth hormone, and insulin. Um, mm -hmm. Speaking first on testosterone, uh, the testosterone has three main effects, and I broke it down that way. It interacts with the mm -hmm. skeletal system to have skeletal muscle grow bigger and stronger. Mm -hmm. uh, it interacts with motor neurons to increase neuromuscular coordination, increase muscle mm -hmm. fiber recruitment, and increase that mind-to-muscle connection. And then it, third, it acts on the pituitary gland to release growth hormone. Right. Um, so basically in this, it's, it's really, its main focus for testosterone is to get the muscle bigger and get it stronger. 
That's the main um, target for that hormone. Uh, and then it directly correlates to the release of growth hormone during the exercise. Um, going into that, talking about how growth hormone is released partially from testosterone and then more so released as you sleep, particularly through REM sleep. So that's the deep sleep stage yep. where you're, you're dreaming. Um, and the main benefits of growth hormone are the following here. Uh, one is going to be a direct correlation with fuel utilization in the body causing mm -hmm. lipolysis, which is the breakdown of fat, as you spoke about before, causing an increased utilization of fatty acids for fuel, which in turn mm -hmm. reduces body fat and doesn't require as much carbohydrates for energy. Uh, another reason is going to be it is an anabolic hormone. So it has a building effect on the body, causing an increase in protein and collagen synthesis, which in yep. turn is used to build bones, tendons, ligaments, and cartilage as well. So that's going to be healthy for your joints all the way throughout your body, just as you were speaking on before. Uh, it has a positive effect on the immune system. And lastly, it aids in strength and recovery ability of skeletal muscles, causing a tightening effect on the skin and also improve joint health. So um, growth hormones mainly going to basically build you up and especially during sleep, pretty much put you back together and, um, and have everything just be stronger and healthier and move better uh, the next time you right. come around to, to another workout. And uh, then talking about insulin being that the third main anabolic hormone, uh, it's primarily driven by diet with a sole role in lowering blood sugar by remover, removing glucose from the blood. Uh, so most of you may have heard of insulin in relation with diabetes. Type two diabetes can be caused by insulin sensitivity. Uh, and, but however, the great news is that with exercise, uh, it's directly enhances insulin release and will heal your body and create proper balance. But the main, time insulin will be released is after a meal to convert and store the glucose as glycogen or fat depending on how efficient your metabolism metabolism is currently um so whether you're you're eating the right amount of calories then you're going to as you eat something uh that insulin is going to either burn it right away or just store it depending on what your body thinks if you're in a survival state or not All right and uh, it can also take amino acids and store as fat or convert to muscle, again, depending right. on what kind of state you currently are in with the diet. Uh, this process of storing sugar in your muscles and liver is a key part to having proper energy during a workout. So that's, that's huge in workout preparation, uh, as well as after the workout. So as you work out, you're going to utilize carbohydrates as the main source of energy, and mm -hmm. that will go down throughout the workout. And then afterwards, you have to restore that. Uh, we'll talk about that later in the podcast. And then uh, lastly, during the workout, your body will improve the sensitivity of insulin receptor cells, which will reduce the risk of insulin sensitivity. So pretty much everything that you said, um, you know, obviously, we're right on the same page there. But just to kind yeah. of sum everything up, because it was a ton of information that we just went over. Basically, Testosterone is focused on uh, growing the muscle bigger and stronger. It's focused on recruiting more muscle fibers and increasing the mind-to-muscle connection. Uh, mm -hmm. And that it also acts on the pituitary gland to release that growth hormone during exercise, allowing for 
the use of uh, fat. It will also help with the health of your joints. And then insulin, just basically talking about being able to properly store glycogen for future workouts. Right. And the key thing to also realize um, in this is that um, everyone works out. So I'm talking about both men and women. Um, mm -hmm. So obviously there's like going to be different levels of um, these hormones. So right. obviously women are going to have less, um, less testosterone than males. Um, and that's just the, the, the nature of the game when it comes down to it. Um, and there's nothing wrong with, and there's nothing wrong with that because um, surprisingly what I found out uh, a while, a long time ago um, is that, women naturally have higher growth hormones um, than men. And I mm -hmm. couldn't believe that. I was like, wait, yeah. what? Why? Yeah. That makes no sense. You know yeah. what I mean? But it put things into perspective uh, for me for uh, for the reason why. Because, I mean, obviously, they have to carry babies and everything like that. Yeah. But just, like, seeing some of these girls in these uh, com competitive levels where they was like, wow, this chick really just got, like, she all of a sudden she has muscles popping everywhere yeah. and it's hard for like some, some guys to even understand that like hey what's yeah. happening here so like, well they have more, more growth hormones you know, and, and instantly like you always have the negative effect like oh she must be doping or something like that like it was like ah no she's just putting in work that's all yeah, it is working hard yeah. and, and and the body will react that way so the uh, kind of i guess that's the best way to break down hormones is your the anabolic hormones will react to the work that you put in so if you don't put in a lot of work your workouts are not intense um, they don't require a lot of energy and yep. they don't require a lot of uh, power output, then those hormones, testosterone, uh, growth hormone, and insulin aren't going to be as reactive as you would want them to be to get to your goal as everybody wants to get to their goal as fast as possible. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's, um, and it's funny. Yeah, it's funny because it's like some people come to the work gym going to break a sweat while they have like some people come to the gym. And, or wherever they're training and they just they're pretty much putting it all out there i mean right. obviously that person is um activating all of those growth all of those hormones right. in order for their for their body to change you know yep. um but all in all all three of these hormones are, are help stimulate um stimulate muscle growth and just pretty much turn you to the beast that you want to be you know yeah 100 percent. 100 all right so moving on to the next question here um yeah. explain the main energy source your body uses and how to uh, oh yeah, and how to nutritious nutritiously prepare for a workout yeah so the your body has three sources of energy it's gonna be carbohydrates fats and and protein but the main source for fuel is going to be carbohydrates so mm -hmm. Uh, when you eat carbohydrates, it will break down into glucose, which then allows for insulin to be released to store that glucose as glycogen in your muscles and liver, which will prepare you for that workout. And as you work out, your body will then convert glycogen back into glucose, release it into the bloodstream to then give you immediate energy. So it's a the best way to prepare for a workout is by eating the required carbohydrates that you need specific to your body weight and your power output, your energy usage uh, before the workout. And then after, after the workout is going to be the same idea because it's going to help in the building and the recovery process of utilizing energy. And a lot of people I think miss that concept is that as you exercise, 
obviously the glycogen level goes down and you need to refill that. But if it's not refilled, your body's going to have a very hard time in restoring the muscle fibers and growing the muscle and getting strong. So just to answer the question there is how to nutritiously prepare for a workout is it kind of depends specifically on the amount of carbohydrates that your body needs, but just right. make sure that you, you eat carbohydrates all throughout the day. If you plan to work out in the evening and if you plan to work out in the mornings, then kind of switch it up a little bit and eat carbohydrates more through afternoon and evening. And then that way you wake up and you'll still have that stored energy. That's the best right. way that I would go about preparing for right. a workout. But let's hear your thoughts on that. Explain the main energy source your body uses and how to nutritiously prepare for a workout. Yeah. So, I mean, just added to what you were just saying, I mean, um, obviously the main energy source is ATP. So similar to what you were saying there. Um, and the way how your body breaks it down is just, it's ATP is metabolized through the phosphogen um, system, glycolytic system, and also the toxin data system. Mm -hmm. Um, which is pretty much all being used whenever you're working out. It's just a separate percentage is being used more as you're going through the workout. Um, so I'm not going to dive all into what you, I'm not going to repeat what exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. you just said there. <laughs> um, but what I put um, is just saying um, your nutrition intake provides the compound needed for energy um, transformation. Um, huh? So, in order for you to your body to produce that ATP, like it needs to take it from, um, like you were saying, from the foods, carbohydrates, um, glucose, um, fats, and protein. Um, now, out of what you're saying, again, there's only a small amount of energy and muscle glycogen that's stored in the muscle. So we must use foods to continuously regenerate um, ATP. So your muscles uses, um, uses the food. So it breaks down the carbs into glucose, as you said, it breaks down fat and also breaks down protein for energy, but it's like a small amount of protein. I think like, let's say it was like less than 5% or something like that. Um, so it barely uses protein as energy, but, um, carbs and fats are like what your body normally uses during exercise. And, um, when you do that, like, let's think, let's think, let's think what exercising is. When you exercise, you're damaging the muscle structure. You know what I mean? You're not completely tearing your muscle, but like you, you have like these small muscle tears and everything. Yeah. Um, so that's why it's important to uh, to have a, a adequate like nutrition intake after every training sessions because you want to replenish like all those muscle substrates and uh, like muscle glycogen, as you mentioned, and just promote muscle repair. You know what I mean? Um, so nutrition is key uh, when it comes to working out, uh, both before and after. Uh, but in the sense here, we're talking about um, before you work out because you're trying to prepare for a workout. Now, am, are we saying that you should have a full course meal five minutes before you work out? No, you know, be yeah. um, got pay smart for like, all right, like time, time your, your meals out. Like, hey, I ate a full meal an hour before I worked out. Okay, your body's right. definitely going to use that, you know? Um, and for those who work out in the morning, I mean, that's a little bit tricky, uh, because first thing you do is like, Hey, in my first thing I get up, sometimes I just get out of bed and just go to the gym. I know we don't have time to eat. It's like, I get that, but making sure that you have something in your system to, so you can optimize your whole entire work. So you're not feeling 
completely exhausted or completely drained during the workout. I right. feel like that's the best thing to do. Um, and, and just to add one more thing to that is for those who do work out in the morning, uh, I used to work out in the morning all the time. And I found that I feel good when I eat protein and fat. So I'll usually just eat a bunch of eggs and maybe some vegetables with it and then go to the gym, drinking the coffee on the way. That's the pre-workout for me. As I get there, maybe like 20 minutes or so before, I'll have some fruit. And then, so that's some quick carbohydrates that'll digest and be utilized pretty much immediately as you're going into the workout, but won't be heavy on your stomach. So that's what I found for me. That works great. It won't work for everybody. Um, but yeah, definitely have something in your system before you go into a workout. All right. So uh, let's talk about the... Next topic, which is explaining the three main catabolic hormones and how they play a role in the body during and after exercise. All right. So your three main catabolic hormones. So those are cortisol, um, adrenaline, and um, glucagon. I'm definitely saying that right. Glucagon, right? Yeah, glucagon. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> It's a so, funny word. Um, yeah. <laughs> I have totally forgot about it, man. Glucagon. Um, <laughs> I used to call it glucagon. But let's dive into our cortisol because I know we talked about cortisol a lot um, yeah. in our previous podcast. Uh -huh. um, I mean, even though it's a catabolic um, hormone, hormone is still a steroid. That's uh, what everything is I'm reading here saying. Um, it's producing adrenal glands above the kidneys. Um, it responds to exercise, injuries, and, or stress, you know, um, now, cortisol preserves blood glucose and glycogen concentrations by increasing fat and, and protein breakdown in the liver, um, which fuels the production of new glucose. Um, now, cortisol also breaks down protein, and, um, and that's why I usually have a negative spin when it comes down to cortisol. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm always saying, like, hey, you don't want to promote cortisol because it's breaking down muscle and everything like that. But it's doing it because it's a response to what's going on, you know. Um, now, yeah, it breaks down the it breaks down the protein um, to amino acids, and uh, that's usually taking that's usually taking place in the liver. Um, and the purpose of cortisol, I mean, there's there's a even though I always mention the negatives about it, there's a lot of positives from it, you know. Um, like one, it it helps control your blood sugar levels. Um, it regulates your uh, metabolism and it helps actually it helps reduce inflammation. You know, I mean, that's why your body produces a lot of it. Um, so, and, and the, the, another good thing about it too is that it, uh, it controls the effect on the salt and water balance in your body to keep your blood, to keep control of your blood pressure. Um, not, so I'm not, I'm not trying to spend too much time on there. I'm just going to move on yeah. to the next one, which is uh glucagon. I mean, it, it's, it's the same it helps again. It's a catabolic hormone, but the main thing it does is it prevents blood glucose levels dropping too low. Um, so when people are having their their workouts, and you always say, "Hey, your blood sugar is low," like that's why they feel they go pale in the face. And some people might pass out, whatever. I mean, this is one thing that that it helps. Like this is your body's natural reaction to help you prevent that from happening. Um, Real quick, before you move on, just a. Uh, question on your on how you go about situations but if you have a client that uh that you you see them feel like they're going to start to pass out how do you go about that situation 
Um, I usually tell them just uh, just let's take a break here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> grab some water, grab some, grab something to drink, and just right. like see where they're at. And then right. I ask some questions. You know, I'm like, hey, right. like, when was the last time you ate something? You know, right, right. I was like, well, I did. I didn't eat all day today. So, oh, okay. No, your blood sugar is definitely low. Like, right, you know, right. so yep. you're you're you need to you need to stop the workout and grab something to eat right away. Um, I've had it where there was bad situations at the work during the workout where somebody just like, Hey, like, uh, I'm, I need to sit down and you just right. see it there. This, they lose their color yeah. and there's bad things happening. It mm-hmm. goes south from there, you know? Yeah. Um, which is horrible, but <laughs> because it's, it's always, it's, it's always one of those things. I like, as you mentioned the question before, I think you got to prepare for your workout. Mm-hmm. Um, so you make sure you have something to eat, something in your stomach, um, because your body's going to break it down and use it as energy. Um, now, what happens when you don't do that uh, and you don't tell your trainer or you just say, hey, you know what, uh, I have this intense workout I would do or you jump into one of your cycling classes or something, like something bad is going to happen there uh, because you're not preparing yourself, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're making things harder for you and you're promoting uh, a lot of uh, catabolic state in your body uh, because let's think about it this way. If somebody didn't, if somebody's blood sugar is already low, like, the glucagon in your body is just like it's been working all day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like so how much how much of it is gonna take for you to find and say like, hey, like I need to get something and something to eat, you know? Yeah, that's key um, is uh that's that's one thing that they don't teach you in school. That's only through experience is when you see somebody like the, the colors changing and you know they're about to pass out, it's uh you just gotta be with them, you know, be ready to, you know, be right next to them if hopefully not, but in the event that they are about to fall over, you know, be able to Catch them, you know, get them some food, some juice or something quick. And just, yeah, uh, yeah just like you said, making sure they're all right. Um, yeah. And, so I just, um, yeah. No, go ahead. No, I'm uh, no, saying, I, it's, uh, it's, it's one of those things that you have to, like, you have to be conscious with. You can't, you can see, you know when somebody's not doing well. Like, you right. have to keep an eye on them. Right, and you can't 100%. take an eye on them. You can't, you have yeah. to address it when it yep. comes. You know 100%, what I mean? 100%. Um, because if not, like, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be bad. It's going to be yeah. bad all around. Yeah. No, I, I didn't mean to uh, get off topic there. I was just yeah, no. a question that occurred to me as we were talking. Yeah, no. So, I mean, um, the next thing I was just going to talk about was um, adrenaline. I mean, we all know adrenaline as like, hey, the fight or flight syndrome here, but um, it does take a catabolic state to the body. Um, I mean, it has a lot of good functions too uh, for that, um, even though it has uh, nobody likes to hear catabolic state. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of these hormones all have responses in our body to make us, to help us get, ultimately get to our goal. Now, it, it actually, it increases our force production, um, uh, like with, with like when you lift it and everything, and it also increases our metabolic enzyme activity, um, which I had to go back in my book and find out, found that out again. I was like, wow. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously when, you're in a fight or flight mode and you go right to fight, like you're going to have increased blood pressure. Uh, it increases energy. Uh, so you feel like, hey, I can do anything I want to. Uh, increases blood flow um, and increases you know, muscle um, contraction rate. And um, one of the things it does is uh, it, it helps like secrete more testosterone in some cases here. Um, so a lot of people want to capture this uh, uh, adrenaline and by doing some things I don't think is necessary, like taking two scoops of protein. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not protein, two scoops of um, uh, a pre-workout. Pre yeah. 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 So it, it makes them feel like it's really amped up and everything. Um, but that also has like a negative effect. You know, um, your heart is going to be racing too, too much. Uh, you might feel like, hey, like I need to take it and take a breather. Like, or it's hard for you to even catch your breath. Now, now there's the ways is it's funny because the same way as you can the same things you can do to promote your anabolic state and like growing your muscles also use to help with these um, ca uh, catabolic states like using high volume, large muscle group exercises and short periods of uh, rest. Uh, but there's always a, is or say there's, there's a balance, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So some people um, like go to like labs and stuff like that. I'm talking about like Olympics. Olympians, like yeah. they go to the labs and stuff to find out where their um, testosterone to cortisol ratio is at, you know, right. um, and not just to say like, which is, which is better for that individual person. If are they more antibiotic or catabolic and how can they decide for that? Mm. Um, I, but I think everyone should do that too, to know where you're at. Um, now, I don't know per se, which uh, I don't have a doctor. I could, I could recommend anybody to do that. But if you do know some, a doctor that can help you out with that, I would, definitely say, say try to find out mm -hmm. um because depending what your goals are i mean that's gonna become huge because right. uh, you don't want to know hey am i doing am i am i doing all this work and doing the right steps for me to hit, reach my goal or are you just doing the complete opposite mm -hmm. and um and all this uh let's say all these uh the last point i want to make is that all these catabolic states do come from not just from working out too but also everyday activity like depending on your stress uh level and just your outside environment um, that you're in 24-7, that does play a role on your catabolic state. Um, right. So meaning if you're not eating as much or anything like that, like you're constantly, your body's constantly breaking down. So it's going to be harder for you to make those gains and everything because you're consistently in the catabolic state. Mm -hmm. So one way that I use or I, I use um, to get myself out of it because when you sleep, yes, your, your growth hormones are working, but at a certain period, you're still in catabolic state because your body's just not breaking down itself. You're not mm -hmm. eating anything. So your body's not breaking down the energy of the food you are, you, you, you ate as energy. Right. So usually as soon as I get up, I'll either have a protein shake or try to eat right away to stop my body from being in a catabolic state and put myself in a, um, anabolic state. Mm -hmm. Um, and using stuff like glutamine and stuff like that would help you out too. Right. Um, but I don't want to go too much in a rant here, uh, which yeah. I think I did. It's <laughs> <laughs> all good. Yeah, it's a yeah. lot. Yeah, no, it is. And um, so, yeah, so let's say your version of it. I named the three um, cannabinoid hormones and pretty much what their role they plays. Yeah. So, I mean, everything is going to be pretty similar, obviously, to what you're saying. Uh, but catabolic hormones play the main role in the breakdown of numerous things in the body which directly affect your current state so the three main catabolic hormones as we just went over is cortisol catecholamines and glucagon so talking about cortisol first it is stored and secreted in the adrenal glands as you said before and when glycogen is running low the body will need energy from other sources to complete the work required so the body will release cortisol to break down amino acids and convert them to glucose to be used as high intensity energy so you have to you have most likely heard of cortisol as being the stress hormone which is true in the fact that when you are stressed cortisol is released 
because exercise is considered a stressor, the body automatically releases cortisol. However, not until that stored glycogen is at its reserves. So the duration of your exercise is extremely important. You, you roughly have about an hour to go through an intense workout, release testosterone, but still have enough glycogen left to prevent a spike in cortisol release. So if it gets to that point where you're, you're starting to run out and you're releasing a lot of cortisol to give you energy to continue the workout, then that's pretty much at a point where you just want to stop. You're kind of at a point that you're just spinning your wheels and by keep by continuing to go through more movements then you're almost reversing of what your goal is which is either lose weight or increase strength or maybe it's a different goal but those are the general goals there and you definitely need to eat and have some carbohydrates to restore that glycogen to stop any extra cortisol release Continuing with the, the next catabolic hormone is going to be catecholamines. That's just a fancy word for adrenaline, which is what you all know as the survival hormone or the fight or flight uh, senses that you feel. And essentially, epinephrine or norepinephrine is being released to prime the body to mobilize everything you have so that you can survive any given moment. The following five functions are caused through catecholamine release. One's going to be an increase in neuromuscular coordination, so the ability to uh, recruit muscle fibers and have more mind-to-muscle connection. Uh, another reason is going to be an increase in ability to use fast-twitch muscle fibers, which are used in explosive movements. So this is, this is helpful during a workout if you're going through a one-rep max, a three-rep max, and any Olympic lifts, or if you're working on sprints, whatever it is, a powerful movement. The, uh, adrenaline release is going to help you tremendously as you go through those movements. Uh, another reason is going to be uh, it's going to have a domino effect in the release of testosterone and growth hormone. So referring back to what we talked about, those anabolic hormones helping to build up and increase strength, it uh, helps in the release of that. Then uh, it helps in the breakdown of the stored nutrients, glycogen into glucose muscle into amino acids and adipose tissue or fat into fatty acids mm -hmm. for immediate use. So just basically recruiting more energy in the event you need it. Mm -hmm. And uh, the fifth reason is going to be an increase in pulse and blood pressure, which is going to basically dial in your senses and be able to react quickly. Right. So the, uh, the key point to remember with adrenaline is that it will help you get a max lift, jump higher than you did before, or, run from end zone to end zone with the entire defense trying to tackle you along the way. However, it is important to not use adrenaline on every single set in the gym as you will eventually run out and it will lead to overtrain, overtraining, adrenaline fatigue, and a much more difficult time in recovering. Mm -hmm. So very important hormone in allowing for power output but you don't want to go crazy with it and, and use it too much. Uh, and then the third main catabolic hormone we talked about is glucagon. So it, the function of glucagon is the exact opposite of insulin, meaning it helps break down stored glycogen into glucose to be used for immediate energy during the workout. So glucagon helps raise blood sugar by sending glucose into the bloodstream. 
and it will also break down adipose tissue or better known as fat and turn it into fatty acids for energy usage. And this is extremely important so that you can use all of the nutrients that you ate before preparing for the workout. So that's kind of how I would simplify the best I can these three main catabolic hormones in uh, you know, catabolic cortisol. Obviously, as we talked about, just to sum it up, that's going to help in the re release of extra energy if you need it. Catecholamines or adrenaline is going to help in max lifts and power output. And glucagon is going to help in immediate use of stored sugar. So that's kind of how I would break it down simply. I don't know if you have anything else you wanted to add to that, talking about the catabolic hormones. Uh, no, no. I mean, just largely that um, that – being that we talk about like all these hormones um, from from A to Z, like not A to Z, but the three big, the, the six big ones, mm -hmm. uh, the anabolic hormones and the um, and the catabolic hormones is that I hope everyone understanding here that these things are responsible for a lot of things that go go on in the body, like fuel fuel selection, um, um, like pretty much breaking down well breaking down our nutrients and right. gene regulation there. Um, now this all this ultimately affects our body composition and muscle mass. Um, so these three things are, are key. And uh, this kind of dives right into our next uh, question here about yeah. explaining how, how eating the work, how, how eating after the workout plays a role in the endocrine system. Yeah, so that's huge is being able to refuel all of what you use during the workout. So as we right. just spoke about the catabolic hormones, your body will continue to break down what it already has unless it has nutrients coming in. So if mm -hmm. you decide not to eat, not have a protein shake or anything, your body's going to continue releasing more cortisol and break down the stored fat and stored protein. Um, basically, your muscle continuing to break down if you don't refeed your body and give it that energy. So uh, it's extremely important to eat so that your body can refill its glycogen levels stopping the release of cortisol and send you into a recovery state. The amount mm -hmm. of protein you eat plays a role in the building process, which occurs mostly as you sleep. The amount of fats you eat play a role in hormone function for the next time you plan to work out and just through day to day. And lastly, the amount of micronutrients you eat play a role in the health of your cells and repair on a deeper level. That's right. kind of how I'd sum it up. Nothing too crazy, but let's hear your, yeah. uh, your takes on it. Explain how eating after the workout plays a role in the endocrine system. Oh, dude, you pretty much just like use everything I was just gonna say there, but it's fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep. um, but just like dive into a little bit, uh, a little bit deeper there. I mean, it, you got to understand it here that um, some nutrients, um, such as like amino acids, um, can stimulate protein synthesis directly in the muscle. So that's why um, for a lot of people who I do come across, they always say, "How can I promote muscle growth?" It's like, hey, you have that take a protein shake or take amino acids immediately right after your workout, you know? Um, and, and that's not to downplay like carbohydrates or fats either. either. Um, so even like consumption of like carbs and protein um, appears to affect the responses of hormones involved in muscle metabolism, um, including insulin, testosterone, growth hormones, uh, cortisol, estrogen, IGF, you know? Um, now this affecting muscle protein and glycogen balance. So, um, now, the role of insulin in, in response to exercise and diet 
um, is understood to uh, inf influence other hormones um, that your body do have, you know. So uh, making sure that you taking you making sure that you're taking care of that and just eating uh, a substantial amount of carbs and protein, you know. Um, now the key thing, like I said, I didn't want to repeat everything you just you just said there. Yeah. So uh, like just just to get a complete understanding of it, like protein provides amino acids, um, which are uh, structural materials of protein that help promote protein synthesis. So you need it for in order for your muscle, which is the muscle to grow, like you need protein synthesis to take place. Um, and moving on to carbohydrates, like carbohydrates is uh, the primary energy that fuels your your workouts. You know. Um, so the presence of carbohydrates in the body stimulates muscle growth too as well. Um, so you need a balance of both. So a lot of people are like, no, carbs are bad. Carbs are bad. Get away from me. Like um, keto this, keto that. Like you got to figure out how much you have to take because you do need some form of carbohydrates. Like maybe you might have to go a more natural route for carbohydrates, more fruits, um, or, or just, just, yeah, just do more fruits that way. Like that would be a good way to do that, you know? Yeah, with, um, with that, it's key to know that Carbohydrates is the main source that the human body re requires and uses for energy. And when you don't have right. carbohydrates, your body is uh, has a very hard time in just going day to day without being physically stressed. So that's key to remember. Yeah. But sorry, I didn't mean to cut you yeah. off there. No, no, you, no, you did. Um, now, the last thing I was going to say is that like fat, like a lot of people, fat obviously has a negative connotation because everyone nobody wants to be fat right <laughs> but you got to understand fat is essential in maintaining an adequate hormone environment you know what i mean for muscle development so you need the fat for that um and it's there's a lot of studies that show this hey like um both men and women who like have um an excessive amount of fat on them like they have a huge hormone imbalance you know what i mean right. um because the fat is fat is making your hormones be released some more than others you know so this is one one of those things you just have to keep in mind that you do need all three of those uh micronutrients to help you out um in your training you know now hormones interact with receptors on targeting tissues uh resulting in uh gene uh transcription and translations um for protein, fat, and carbohydrate metabolism. All right. So now it's so it, it is. I'm trying. What I'm trying to bring here is like it is imperative to eat after you work out. Um, not just to say, hey, I'm gonna have a protein shake, and I'm just gonna put my workout and that's that. Like you need to have an actual meal right after you work out, and that's a great way for you to maintain a healthy lifestyle. You know. Um, get your body out of that catabolic state uh, because we both know that anabolic hormones and catabolic hormones are being released while you're working out. So if you want your catabolic hormones to keep taking over and don't see any muscle growth um, or any changes in your body composition, just don't eat. But if you do want to see um, your hard work coming into fruition, fruition, just eat at right after you work out. And and just make healthy, healthy choices when it comes to eating. I'm not saying, right. hey, like, all right, great. I just finished my workout. See you at McDonald's. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, actually, like, sit there and, like, actually put, put together um, a good meal plan or something or yeah. to say, like, hey, I did, um, I don't know, a high-intense 
class or I did cycling or something like, okay, I might have to increase my carbohydrate intake because I know I just like burn through all my carbohydrates through that, you know, or it was just like, Hey, like I just used, I just did like a crazy intense, um, lifting, lifting session. Okay. So we all know that your body is going to be, your muscles going to be damaged a little bit and they need to be repaired. So you might have to increase your protein intake right after you eat. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So just making sure that you have a key balance of both of those there. I mean, not both of them, all three of them, uh, carbohydrates, uh, fats and protein. Mm -hmm. And, um, Obviously, the key things you're definitely going to need is, are the micronutrients because right. micronutrients are there just to keep everything moving, keep your your hormone and your endocrine and your immune system intact to help you reach your goal. You know, mm-hmm. so you need a balance of both my, macro and micronutrients there. Um, so take your vitamins, kids. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure if there's anything else you want to add onto that there. No, I think you said it perfectly. I mean, we can we can also talk about supplements, but the main the main takeaways in, in how to prepare and how to refuel um, both before and after a workout is basically just eat a, a a diet that every time you fill up your plate, it's it has you know vegetables that are of every color, and you have some carbohydrates, fats, and proteins in every single meal, and then during the snacks, you know whatever you're you're needing excess of, you can go ahead and do right. so. If you need more protein. You know, there's food sources to get that. There's protein shakes to get that. If you need more carbohydrates, you know, you could get eat, eat a cup of rice, you know, in between a meal, whatever it is. Um, but just mm-hmm. make sure that, I guess, more, more so knowing that all of these food items, carbohydrates, the fats, the proteins, the micronutrients, the vegetables, that's what makes you healthy. And if right. that's missing, then all of the hard work and the exercises, like you said, you're saying is kind of going to waste almost. So yeah, absolutely. Now and like it's, I'm not sure if I'm pretty sure you do do it too because I know I have to tell my clients and athletes this after every workout, like in order to enhance um, recovery from training, you need to ingest both a significant amount of protein and carbohydrates immediately um, before and I mean after and before training. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's like you're you're preparing your body to say, hey, like we're gonna take a beating. Um, or I'm going to push my body to, to as hard as I want to push it. And you got to make sure you have the right fuels in there. You know, I always use a reference. So, uh, some of my clients is like, Hey, pretend you have a Lamborghini, right? Mm -hmm. Like, are you going to put just like canola oil? In the in the gas tank and just try to drive to Connecticut. And just gonna catch on fire. Gonna <laughs> exactly. So it's like you gotta think about it that way. Like yeah. in order for this car to run perfectly, in order for this car to run smoothly and do what it needs to do, perform, you have to fuel it properly. Right. So the same exact thing goes for your body. If you want yeah. your body to perform, you have to fuel it properly. So. That's it.